G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby, this week's political agenda, and Christopher Bro here joining us today, the ACL's political director for South Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. Christopher, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil, and it's good to be here, and hello, everyone. Christopher, before we get into really, really big issues uh, that you've been grappling with, um, there was a huge event on Saturday night, the Truth of It Babylon event. Uh, we'd been anticipating this one in Canberra, uh, basically a sellout. Give us your insights into what happened on Saturday night. Well, it was, Neil, um, without overstating it, a historic event because uh, we had the Babylon event, Truth of It Live, with Martin Isles and John Steenoff from HRLA spoke, and uh, it was the biggest event held in the Great Hall uh, in Parliament House, and that's significant. And the other tremendously encouraging thing was that a number of... Uh, Martin Isles spoke on, the, on Daniel, um, how he purposed in his heart to honour God and not to defile himself with the, the food of, of, the, of the pagan empire. And as part of that... Numerous times he said, Jesus is Lord. And it thrilled my heart that in the Great Hall, in the biggest event that we've had in the Great Hall in Parliament House, that was proclaimed very clearly, that Jesus is Lord. So it was a wonderful event. And these sorts of events are becoming real uh, opportunities for people in the communities around those cities uh, to be a part of something which is a bit bigger than your ordinary self and uh, your own local community. It becomes a very, very significant time. There's still another one coming, Christopher, and this one coming up in Melbourne at the end of November. Um, not, uh, on the 11th of November, I think, in Melbourne, there's over over 3,000. So all you Melbournians and Victorians uh, get there and, and really fill the hall. And it's a wonderful thing for Christians from around the state to gather together and to say, A, to encourage each other that we're not alone, but to B, to make a strong voice to the community and to those in authority that we are here and we're standing bold for Jesus and we're not going away. And church and state is part of that. I'm speaking at the Church of, church of State Conference in Adelaide, which you're on in your promo. So all those in Adelaide, be there. We'll be uh, looking forward to talking about that with Dave Pello, who's the founder of the Church and State Summits. He's our guest coming up after this conversation we're having with you now, Christopher. Um, just quickly, you say in Melbourne, 
there's already something like 3,000 ticketed bookings for that particular gathering, and I assume there's still some room for some more. So let me point listeners to the ACL website, acl.org.au. Of course, you've got a state election coming up in Victoria, so a very important gathering undoubtedly, uh, the one that's coming up in Melbourne, acl.org.au. Hey, let's get to some of your area of responsibility here, Christopher, uh, your political director for uh, not only South Australia and Tasmania, but also the Northern Territory, some updates on what's been happening in the Territory, because there's something sneaking in there which ought to make us all cringe. Let's start with uh, the Assisted Suicide uh, Northern Territory Rights Bill. Yes, so that there's a bill that's going through the Federal Parliament called uh, Restoring Territory Rights Bill, and even though it's called that, the real aim of the bill is to allow the Territory to pass assisted suicide uh, legislation. The, the Territory, as a Territory, it's not a state, has lots of restrictions on it, and this bill doesn't deal with all of those restrictions. It deals with one, re- removing the restriction on the Territory passing a, a law to allow assisted suicide. So that's what it's about. And I've spent time in the Territory in the last month talking to MPs. And unfortunately, if a bill is presented to the Territory Parliament for assisted suicide, it looks like it'll pass. So we've been spending time there talking to Indigenous people and getting videos, which we're going to release. And the people we've talked to all say a couple of things, that they haven't been consulted, they didn't know about this, and it's not part of their culture, and they don't want it. So my plea to Territorian MPs is you talk a lot about listening to the First Nations people. Listen to them on this. This is not part of their culture, and don't go there. So that's, that's what we've been doing, talking to people in Darwin, in Alice Springs, in Uluru, and trying to get this message out to MPs. Christopher, last time they had this sort of euthanasia legislation in the Territory, it was overruled by the Federal Parliament, but uh, that was under a coalition government. That's not likely to be the same sort of appetite under the current government, do you think? Quite the opposite. Um, It passed, the bill passed pretty easily through the House of Representatives, both leaders, Peter Dutton, the leader of the opposition, and the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese voted for it. Um, So it's now in the Senate, and in our crunching of the numbers, we think we're behind. It doesn't mean we haven't got a chance. We're working as much as we can, but on our assessment, we're behind. Uh, So it's probably likely to pass. I'm praying it wouldn't, and I'm doing what I can to see that it won't, but We have to be realistic in these things. It's not the only big issue in the Northern Territory. The proposed changes to the Anti-Discrimination Act, uh, these have got a a real focus and it seems to be that there's a target that's really fair and square on the Christians here and other faith organisations. What's an update on what's happening with that Anti-Discrimination Act? Yes, so there's a move to amend the Anti-Discrimination Act Act, a bill is being introduced in Parliament, and it is the 
the most serious uh, consequences, Neil. Uh, what the bill does is, for the first time in any jurisdiction, as far as I know, in Australia, it removes the protective or balancing clause that allows faith-based schools to operate according to their ethos and, and employ teachers, etc. Uh, even Victoria hasn't gone to that extent, so the Territory plans to remove that exemption altogether. That is completely contrary to the tradition we've had in Australia of faith-based schools being able to operate according to their own principles and ethos. It's completely contrary to the 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 thrust of of the great human rights charters where the freedom of religion is a recognized um, freedom and it is very very serious there are about 30,000 students in the NT about 10,000 of them go to faith-based schools if the faith-based schools decide because of this significant change that they can't operate there will be a disaster in education in the Territory. So that's, that's the big ticket item, and it's very, very serious, and it's very, very serious for the whole country because these things often get a roll-on and move from one jurisdiction to another. So I was at a meeting with um, uh, faith leaders and Christian schools and the opposition on Monday of last week, and the representative from Australian Association of Christian Schools said to the MPs that were there, we were facing in this bill an existential threat. Those, that's a direct quote, an existential threat. So we're launching a, uh, an email campaign today to those in the Territory, and for those who are listening in the Territory, please, uh, if you want to join our campaign, go to uh, acl.org.au and you'll find a tile there that you can click on and send an email to your MPs. Uh, Association of Australian Christian Schools, if you go to their website, they're running a write-in campaign, but they've also got a petition, which I urge you to sign, and ring up your local MP. Go and see them and say, don't do this. Don't do this. Um, so that's, that's the first big issue in this package of legislation. Um, and there are other issues which, if you like, I can unpack. Well, it's like a foot in the door, and as you say, uh, and putting that into context, this is going further uh, than even Victoria has gone, and so the rest of the nation ought to be concerned about what's happening in the Northern Territory. So when it uh, comes to an outline of this Anti-Discrimination Amendment Act 2022, what is it trying to do, Christopher? Um, well, the four, the four or five concerns we have are, as far as one, the, the, removal, the removal of the balancing clause. Secondly, it introduces anti-offence speech laws, which say that if you say something that causes an offence to someone else, that's against the law. So the only other jurisdiction that has that in terms of this general prohibition is Tasmania, and that's caused huge problems. Thirdly, and most important, uh, most concerningly, very concerningly rather, uh, it creates a positive obligation on all organisations to implement anti the anti-discrimination 
Act uh, requirements and philosophy without any balancing clauses. So that means churches have got to implement that philosophy, uh, and that brings a direct confrontation between the biblical teaching of sexual purity and monogamy with the with the philosophy and aims of the anti-discrimination legislation, which allows people to live out whatever they feel in their heart. There's a direct conflict there. And so the government's going to get involved in causing churches to do what they want and not what the Bible says. This is, this is uh, in the book of Exodus, when the midwives were told to... Um, kill the Hebrew babies, they said, the Bible says, they feared God and disobeyed the king's commandments. This is going to come to a choice where we stand. Um, And uh, then it uh, also allows representative complaints. If someone completely out of the blue can can dob somebody else in, even from overseas, someone can dob, and the commission of anti-discrimination will investigate. Uh, And finally, it removes terms like man and woman, uh, it completely non-genders the language, and and that is dehumanizing people. So it's a very, very significant and, and, and harmful package. So this is happening in the Northern Territory right now, and uh, for listeners uh, listening over a long period where we've been saying that Christian schools are a part of the Christian church. And so if the government all of a sudden uh, takes over and, uh, and, and uh, takes uh, that responsibility for uh, telling and coercing Christian schools to behave in the way that the government says, that's just a step away from how churches are likely to be treated. So uh, the courts uh, are likely to be the place where it's determined, isn't it, uh, Christopher? And it could even then go to uh, what theology is taught in the church, uh, what doctrine correct. is taught in the church. Correct, correct, correct. It it goes right to the heart, and and it's a very, not just from a Christian point of view, it's a very culturally insensitive package. For example, they're bringing a good thing uh, that you can't discriminate on the basis of uh, someone with an assistance dog. No problem, good thing. But there's no exemption. So therefore, the, the, the Muslims are concerned because they don't, they don't allow dogs in mosques. That's their, that's their tradition. This says, too bad about that. Um, so it's, it's just a very poorly thought through uh, and harmful piece of legislation. And the government's introduced it. It's likely to pass the opposition Hopefully we'll, we'll uh, oppose it, but we're calling on everyone in the Territory to get involved, make your voice heard, make a lot of noise, because we have to do that to communicate to the MPs that this will cost them. This will cost them. Christopher, is there any timing on this, when the Northern Territory uh, government is likely to vote on this bill? Uh, end of the month, end of November. So uh, just get this, Neil. They released an exposure draft and gave people about three or four weeks to comment. A lot of people did that. The bill is worse than the exposure draft. So this complete removal of protection for Christian schools wasn't in the exposure draft. The bill goes further. And then they introduce it late October and say we're going to debate it in the last couple of weeks of November. 
The Northern Territory, Northern Territory is a unicameral one-house parliament. So if the government introduces it, it it's likely to pass. And it, it is really, really bad. Well, I'm hopeful uh, that those listening to our conversation uh, are sobered a little by those comments that you've made, Christopher, and uh, that there is some action that really everyone in the Territory and perhaps everyone around Australia ought to be taking careful note of because uh, if it happens in one jurisdiction, it can very quickly, as we've seen, move to another. So let me just uh, encourage listeners uh, where there is an email campaign, uh, where there is opportunity to be in contact with your local MP, uh, the Australian Christian Lobby website will be helpful in being able to connect you with what to do. So uh, for listeners in the Territory, perhaps a very important issue to take note of today, uh, acl.org.au. Time's short, but there's other big things happening too, Christopher, in areas where you have some responsibility in your role at the ACL. Uh, Just quickly, on the conversion suppression legislation in Tasmania, any update here? Well, that's still going on. Um, We're told that the bill will be introduced... um, Early in the new year, the Premier said that uh, in, or is reported as saying that in one of the Tasmanian newspapers. So we're working hard. We've got important meetings coming up in November uh, to get the message out that this legislation or, or, or this, these proposals, which are supposedly helpful, are really going to be harmful to people, to vulnerable people. They're going to intrude upon the parent-child relationship the proposals call for even criminalising parents who talk to children and try to dissuade them from issues of gender. And it's completely against the, 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 the international trend. The international trend is moving away from affirmation therapy. Um, Finland, England, Sweden, France. But we are, we're five years behind and we're implementing this, which will hurt vulnerable people, hurt kids most especially. This is wrong, this is harmful, it's, it's outdated, and so we're doing our best to get this message out to people in Tasmania. And for those in Tasmania listening, there's a, a petition on the Tasmanian government website calling for the government to have a proper inquiry. Please go and sign that. Please contact your MPs and let them know we do not want this. Uh, we've done some polling, which shows that a lot of people don't even know about it. But those who are praised about it do not want it. So whenever parents, pastors, medical practitioners and all Tasmanians would be effectively banned from helping anyone who's struggling with sexuality or gender confusion, this ought to have alarm bells ringing and the encouragement for those in Tasmania also to take some action let me point listeners to the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au, acl.org.au. Uh, it will enable you to take some sort of action when you're feeling a little helpless as to what step you can take, acl.org.au. We'll have to draw a line under some issues. There's other things we could have talked about today too, but Christopher Bro here, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to just in such a uh, wonderful level-headed and uh, 
well-crafted way, uh, the way you think Christopher is just outstanding. Christopher is the Australian Christian Lobby's political director for South Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. Christopher Bro here. Thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.